E.T. phone home. I'm just having some brewski beers at my Mojo Dojo Casa house. Wendy, I'm home. There is no place like home. Welcome to the House of Cinema Podcast. I am your host, Joe Aragon, and in the house today, a discussion on the 2024 Oscar nominations, predictions, power rankings, everything Oscar-related. Before we jump into that, I need to reintroduce my guest today, Jonathan, a.k.a. The Film Drunk. Welcome back, Jonathan. How are you? Hello. I'm good. Thanks for having me back so we can talk more about air. Our beloved air. <laughs> Our beloved air. I'm glad you uh, were doing this again. Last time we spoke was about three weeks ago, December 22nd, 2023. It is now January 16th of 2024, the new year. A lot has changed the last three weeks. A lot has changed. How are you feeling overall about like just the momentum and the movement of everything happening in the last three weeks? Uh, I'm... I'm loving it. I think, I think <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty chilling, you know, looking back okay. on what we talked about, a lot of interesting movement. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that, uh, benefits us and I think is aging. Well, if I, I can think speak. so too, I think but so too. Should be interesting. It was funny. I pulled up our old document and the first thing you said is we killed it on this ranking <laughs> yeah. and we, uh, we kind of did. I will recap for those who maybe missed the last episode or who don't remember the last episode. Here is the power ranking of best picture movies we think are going to get nominated. But not only do we pick the 10 that we think are going to get nominated, but we rank them by like their strength of winning. So here are the 10 that not only we chose, but here they are ranked. So we went Oppenheimer, Barbie, Flower Moon, Poor Things, The Holdovers, Maestro, American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Past Lives, Zone of Interest. Those are the 10 we chose. Now, before we get into the actual ranking and placements of those, how are you feeling about those 10? Yeah, lock. <laughs> we, we just went 10 for 10. We went 10 for 10 right now. We just we, went 10 for 10. It's crazy. We went 10 for 10 on December 22nd. We didn't miss a beat. Is there any movie not on the 10 that you think like, I guess back on December 22nd, what were, what were we worried about? Uh, I think we had a May-December talk. Mm. Uh, the color purple talk. Yeah, color purple. You know, some some Spider-Verse Rangers, maybe a little air to be honest. Yeah, uh, true, true. Yeah, I think I think that's really all we talked about. And that is January 16th, 2024. Are any of those movies May December, Color Purple, All of Us Strangers, Air, Spider-Verse, Origin, Saltburn, Iron Claw, Society of the Snow, any of those do you think in the conversation anymore? Uh, I mean, in the conversation, it de- depends on uh, your definition of that. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I don't even know what would be 11 because there are like red flags for each of those movies. Uh-huh. So I, I don't even know what, what would be 11. But okay. yeah, we, we killed it. Basically, we're perfect. So let's do this. We have the 10 we chose. We have the order of them. Now, the power ranking order, I think, can change. But before we move them around, let's kind of recap what's happened the last three weeks. We have uh, gotten the Golden Globe winners and the Critic Choice winners and a lot of other, you know, like PGA nominations and a lot of other uh, smaller guilds have released their winners and nominations. But I'm going to focus on just these two for now. 
just recap for those listening. Here's how the Golden Globes went movie-wise. Best Picture Drama went to Oppie. Best Picture Comedy went to Poor Things. Best Animated Movie went to Boy and the Heron. The Cinematic Box Off Achievement went to Barbie. What does that mean? I have no idea. Do you know what it means? <laughs> uh, you know, it's like the Cinematic Box Office Achievement. <laughs> okay. <I> does that have any <laughs> effect on, on Barbie's chances for Best Picture, do you think? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> No, um, I agree. Best picture non-English went to Anatomy of a Fall. Best actress drama went to Lily Gladstone. Best actress drama, uh, best actor drama went to Killian Murphy. Best actress comedy Emma Stone. Best actor comedy Paul Giamatti. Best supporting actress Davine Joy Randolph. Best supporting actor RDJ Robert Downey Jr. Best director. Christopher Nolan, and Best Screenplay went to Anatomy of a Fall. Of the winners on Golden Globe Night, any of them shock you, surprise you? Um, I, I mean, definitely Anatomy of a Fall and Screenplay. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably the the most shocking and definitely a big boost for that movie, considering uh, the things that was nominated against mm-hmm. in that one won. Other than that, I mean, it was really either like first or second place, however you looked at it, which is how they chose. So pretty chalk, honestly. Are we going to ignore the fact that Boy and the Heron beat out across Spider-Verse? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, my bad. I, <laughs> I forgot to do that. <laughs> I can't do that with the biggest Boy and the Heron fan here. <laughs> yeah, big boost. Big boost for you, personally. Yeah. I know you're a big fan. Big boost for me as a half-Japanese man. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're happy with that. Okay, we're happy with that. Is Poor Things winning Best Picture Comedy? surprising at all that it beat out you know something like the holdovers uh i mean not not necessarily i I think you look at the nominations and the holdovers wasn't nominated for screenplay Mm -hmm. wasn't nominated for director uh to me it's more surprising that it beat barbie i just thought i thought it would be you know a golden globes thing to do to be like hey look barbenheimer Uh, those are our big winners okay but they chose four things so good on them i guess Okay. All right. I'm looking at this list. I agree. The only big surprises here were the anatomy of fall win, which we'll talk about, you know, that effect and those results, maybe the consequences of that later. Uh, and the boy and the heron went over across Spider-Verse. Not too crazy there. Mm-hmm. Critic choice winners. Best picture went to Oppie. Best actor went to Paul Giamatti. Best actress went to Emma Stone. Best Supporting Actor, Robert Downey Jr. Best Supporting Actress, Dave I Joy Randolph. Best Ensemble went to Oppie. Best Director went to Nolan. Best Original Screenplay went to Barbie. Best Adapted Screenplay went to American Fiction. And Best Foreign Language Film went to Anatomy of Fall. Now, a couple questions I have here. Let's kind of re- repeat what we did in Golden Globes. What are the surprises here? Uh, I'd have to say the lead acting categories and mm-hmm. both of them were, were surprising. I know both of them, both Giamatti and Emma Stone won also at the globe. So you can look at that and say, well, that's not surprising then, but just based on how things were going and momentum and critics choice, uh, especially how Oppenheimer did. I think it's rather surprising that Killian Murphy didn't go along with Oppenheimer's huge package. And then Lily Gladstone, all the momentum I thought, was with her and how she's doing with the critics, um, like the small regional guilds and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was surprising too, but they went a different way. 
Okay. Are we surprised at the screenplay choices? Barbie with the win and American Fiction with a win? No. Okay. Well, at least not, not, not to me. Barbie and original makes sense. And I guess we should say that Barbie has been deemed adapted by the Academy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a weird moonlight situation where mm-hmm. Barbie will compete everywhere else original and then be moved to adapted at the Oscars. And American fiction, that honestly makes sense. Like they love their comedic little satire mm-hmm. type of movie. And Oppenheimer isn't the kind of movie that needs a screenplay win to dominate everywhere else. So. Okay. So you're not in that that group who believes that the adapted win for American fiction is maybe more telling to its strength as a player for best picture. Uh, I mean, it it certainly helps. And honestly, mm-hmm. if Barbie was an original, then maybe I would mm-hmm. lean American fiction. So we could like bump American fiction up in the power rankings. But I'm not with like watch out now. OK, OK, OK. I think when I look at the Critic Choice Award winners, I agree with you in the sense that best actor Paul Giamatti winning makes this race way more interesting. I know both of us were really convinced Killian was going to just kind of run away with this. And now I'm not so sure if it's a runaway race anymore. I definitely feel like it's definitely between it's a two horse race between Paul Giamatti and Killian Murphy. I would still say Killian has that slight edge, but Paulie G man, he's been, he's been all, (laughs) he's been around. He's been, he's been, he's gone viral for his in and out photo. Mm -hmm. Um, People love him. I think the chant is maybe a lot stronger than maybe the general population would like to admit. Do you agree? Yeah. I I do. I mean, I know we talked about it last time. I think both of us personally would pick Paul Giamatti, <laughs> if mm-hmm. I remembered correctly. And if you just take it on face value, it is more of a showier role, like I, just in terms of typical Academy fair. Killian Murphy is really all in the facial expressions. You know, he doesn't like laugh or cry or yell that much where Giamatti is funny. And then he has that ending moment to just really leave you on that. I mean, the whole movie is him. So I, I think it's a very actor friendly performance. But even okay. I didn't expect he'd be doing this well. I agree. I agree. Emma Stone's win at the Critic Choice Awards is interesting to me. I ultimately, and when we get to our official predictions for the rest of the categories, I ultimately think it's not going to stifle the like the Lily Gladstone momentum too much. I think she's still the big front runner to win the award, but people undeniably love Emma Stone and they undeniably love Poor Things. So I'm not too surprised she's winning Best Actress for Poor Things. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I, I think I would agree with that. Um, I mean, that would just be like, I don't even know what I would compare that win to if Emma Stone mm. won Best Actress, just looking at the Academy's history. I mean, that is yeah. such a such an out there performance, which would be great. But yeah, that it's that one. This race feels different than the Giamatti Killian Murphy thing. I agree. Where I, I, I agree with you. I think Lily Gladstone would still be in the lead at least as of now. So those are the winners of the big awards in the past couple of weeks. Let's go back to our power rankings here. I'll, I'll repeat them one more time for people who are listening and, and need a refresher. But the power rankings is basically 
who is the strongest to win best picture ranking them one through 10, 10 being the least strong and one being the most strong, most likely to win. If you're a big NBA fan, you know what a power ranking is or any sports fan, I suppose. So here is the power ranking. What we did last time on December 22nd, it went Oppenheimer at number one, Barbie at two, flower moon at three, poor things at four holdovers at five maestro at six American fiction at seven anatomy of fall at eight, nine at past lives and 10 zone of interest. My question to you, Jonathan, what's the first change you're making to this power rankings? Who's moving up? Who's moving down? What's the first movie you go to? Uh, I would move the holdovers up. That's up? the first thing. Yeah. To what number? Uh, gosh, I don't want to be too overzealous here with the okay. holdovers. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I'm, I'm, I'm like two or three. Okay. To be honest. Um, I'm at, I'm at three right now. Okay. For the whole cool that. Uh, so with the holdovers at three, if I'm making one change right now, I would move poor things to two. Interesting. Okay. That, that's where I have things. Poor things at two. Okay. What would you put at number four? Uh, I'd still have Barbie. I still I, have Barbie in the top five. I have Barbie at four. Okay, what do you have at five? Um, I mean, you got to add Killers of the Fire Moon. Flower Moon is my f- my five, hesitantly, but it is my five. Yeah, the Killers is one of those things where it's like a top fiver because it's so guaranteed, but no one thinks it's going to win like Best Picture, though. Which is a, a weird narrative because I feel like before maybe award season even began and, and like maybe when flower moon came out, it felt like, Oh, it's a, it's a flower moon Oppenheimer battle. But the, I feel like the narrative has changed dramatically over the last couple of months where now it's like, it's yeah. Guaranteed best picture nominee, but it's not winning. Yeah. I, am I alone in feeling that? No, no, that, that, that's totally right. I, mean, I don't know what it is about like Scorsese and even like Leonardo DiCaprio to a certain extent where it's like, as soon as they won, I feel like it's just the Academy is just like, okay, great. You're covered. You will never, (laughs) ever win again. You are never winning again. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. All right. So Flower Moon at five. We have six, seven, eight, nine, ten with Maestro, American Fiction, Anatomy of Fall, Past Lives, and Zone of Interest. What's at number six? Um, 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 I'm between American Fiction and honestly Anatomy of a Fall. That's exactly where I'm at. I have Anatomy of Fall at six. Oh, me too. I feel like that win for screenplay was a huge boost to the the entire campaign of Anatomy of Fall. Yeah. I mean, that was a big win at the Globes. They won at the Critics' Choice Award for, you know, foreign film. We'll talk more about, like, the weird, like, uh, non-bow, the conflicting fact that, Anatomy of Falls winning all these awards for best international film, but it's not going to be nominated in that category for the Oscars. Yep. So it's like really awkward to see it winning these awards <laughs> and it's gonna be like, oh, well, it's not going to be there in you know, the Oscars. So anyways, uh, but I do think that one was big. And I think that the narrative behind Anatomy of Fall has changed pretty dramatically. So, yep. Put that Agreed. six, seven. American fiction. So you feel. Yeah. Right yeah. I'd keep it there. Okay. Eight. 
All right, hear me out. <laughs> okay, see this. Here's is... how here's <laughs> how a boy in the heron can win the best picture still. <laughs> here's how Saltburn can get in. Uh, see, I I know you had some hesitancy last time uh-huh. with the little little past lives. Mm-hmm. Gotta put it at eight. I, I'm actually feeling better about past lives with the past. Yeah, you are. Weeks. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm feeling much better about uh-huh. it. Told okay. you, we're back. We're fine. <laughs> we, are, we are back. Uh, nine has to be Maestro, right? Yeah, yeah. It still has to be Maestro. And ten is probably zone of interest. Yeah. So if we're looking at our new power rankings as of today, the sixteenth of January, we're about we're literally a week from Oscar nominations. Oppenheimer still number one. That hasn't changed. If anything, I feel like we're it's even more of a thing. Like this is going to happen. Is that yep. how you feel? Yep. Okay. Two, we have poor things, which we have swapped with Barbie from you know December. What's happening with Barbie? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, not nothing much. I mean, you would like to see it take something uh you I, I personally thought we would have seen ryan gosling take something mm-hmm. but you know the fact that it's still in screenplay it's doing well with some texts like costumes barbie's really good at getting nominations i think the actual wins are, are a different conversation yeah so you just gotta switch some stuff around okay we have the holdovers at three which i think the giamatti wins pretty big anything mm-hmm. else influencing the decision to move the holdovers up uh, the fact that Barbie is now an adapted, got it. I think opens up a slot for the holdovers to take original potentially. Okay. Uh, we have Barbie at four now. Flower Moon at five, which previously was at three. We talked about why it's dropped a bit. Mm-hmm. Six Anatomy of Fall, which we talked about why we moved that up. American Fiction staying exactly at seven. Eight, we've moved past lives up a little bit. A little little train that could. <laughs> Nine uh-huh. is Maestro. Maestro has dropped three spots from six to nine. Nice. I I said last time in the podcast, I said I would not be surprised if Maestro walks away with nothing. Yeah. I got some flack from that. I don't know from you, <laughs> but definitely from some people who listen, saying like, I don't know about that. How are we feeling now about Maestro? I mean, you're you're looking pretty good. You <laughs> you are looking pretty good. I, mean, we, I think I think we mentioned that maestro especially when last time we recorded was just starting to come out on netflix and mm-hmm. people were just starting to see it and we even said that the reception for that movie has kind of been trending downward mm-hmm. and while that certainly hasn't hurt it in terms of nominations like it got a pga nomination everything like that it's hitting where it should it's just one of those deals where it's like does anyone like love maestro like this mm-hmm. like some of the other movies so it's just on a downward trend if there's any category maestro has the chance of winning whether that be above the line or below the line is it just makeup and costuming a makeup and hairstyle yeah i think makeup i would still have it predicted for makeup yeah fair enough fair enough and then number 10 we have zone of interest zone of interest one of those movies it feels like will definitely not win anything, but it's good enough where people, you know, really like it. Mm-hmm. It's going to get a best picture nomination. And to what you said earlier, I don't know what 11 would even be at this point. Right. Yeah. I mean, the PGA nominations, which have a huge correlation to best picture, 
when I saw Zone of Interest on there, I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, PGA are the type to nominate. They've nominated Deadpool and Wonder <laughs> Woman. Like, they are very populist. They, they like a big movie, some blockbusters. So when I saw the Zone of Interest on there, I was like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is a huge sign of strength for that movie. Good point. Yeah, I agree. The Zone of Interest is a movie that it's going to get Best Picture nom. It, I don't think Academy members are going to go watch it. I mean, it's going to score maybe like... Uh, what other category is it going to be like in? Adapted? Uh, no. Probably not adapted. Um, so adapted so international strong. feature. International feature, that's right. I forget. I think that it, it'll it probably win that since Anatomy of a Fall isn't there. Okay, okay. And uh, if you're an international movie that is nominated in Best Picture, you have never lost. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate this year if Anatomy of Fall is in it because we could have potentially have two. Then we could see mm-hmm. which one is actually stronger. But alas, the French said no. French said no. So that, I mean, sound, I think would be great for Zone of Interest. Got it. Yeah, that would be and cool. Then I, I mean, personally, I have it in director as well. Okay. Ooh, Glazer for director. And we'll talk more about that later. Well, that's our 10. That is our new ranking as of today. Of course, this ranking could change with the the BAFTA winners announced later in the year. Um, and just as more winners come out, obviously the narrative could change pretty drastically. So we'll revisit this maybe one more time before the actual Oscars. But I feel really good not only about our 10 that we've chosen, but about this ranking. Yeah. Any, any hangups for you? Anything you're like, uh, well, I don't know. Uh, nothing huge. Nothing okay. huge. I don't know if... I mean, it's one of those deals where you can talk me into like three different movies for number two, and I'd probably agree with you. Okay. But that's just one of those. This feels like one of those years where it's just a clear number one. Okay. My question to you is we if we have to pick an 11, because I feel like every time, every year, maybe not every year, but most of the years, we feel good about the 10 going into the actual (laughs) Oscars. And there's always like one that pops up, like that shoves zone of interest out or, you know, heaven forbid past lives and it's like oh bruh congr- I, i'm just you well, know you hypotheticals could have <laughs> said maestro <laughs> i don't think maestro is ever going to be out of the 10 unfortunately yeah maybe but you know i i wouldn't be surprised if we're looking at like oh no zone of interest and all of a sudden we have like a um god the air best picture nominee <laughs> here we go here but we if go there again. is an 11 what do you think it is okay so i i've thought about this i've thought about this a lot here uh, more than I'd like to admit. Like, I need to do some actual work. Um, I, you know, gun to my head, I would say, oh gosh, I don't even feel good about this, but I would say All of Us Strangers. Wow. Yeah. I, that movie's like non existent right now. Nah, man, I feel I'm like I haven't heard it. a I'm single person talk about it in the last like two or three weeks. Correct. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let me walk you through my 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 thought process here. Okay, color purple. Color about. purple is dead. Okay, for best picture, it is unfortunately it's dead. Okay, didn't make a PGA nomination. Yeah, lost rough. out on air for a best picture and a comedy musical section. It looked yeah, like rough. it was gonna do well in the box office, and then it fell off. In fact, it is out on VOD today. You oh can wow! Buy it quick. and rent it today as when we're recording. Color purple out. May December, I I thought it'd do better. I guess it really is just like a critic film tour thing. B 
because of how it is going, I think that movie is on a downward trend. And I think that movie turns people off. Air, (laughs) as much as I like Air, (laughs) that one is like just not really popping up. It didn't get a SAG ensemble. Doesn't get that. Across the Spider-Verse, I'm sorry, it's animated. I just have a tough time seeing it. Yep. Everything else, I just don't personally believe in. All of us strangers, we're recording this at an interesting time because the BAFTA nominations come out in a few days. Okay. All of us strangers did very well on the long list. It's Mm -hmm. long listed almost everywhere it should. And out of the packages, potential packages that I could see, all of us strangers is still the one where it's like, I still think this could perform somewhere. So, okay, okay. Because this is one of those deals where I'm forcing myself to come up with something just because I don't believe in the other ones. And that's really what it comes down to. Like, God forbid, Napoleon. Yeah, Absolutely. Or Saltburn. Saltburn is House of Gucci. <laughs> that's my take. Saltburn is House of Gucci. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's an excellent comparison, but I, I think Saltburn was on a few of the long list on BAFTA. Oh, it, it was. It, it was actually on a lot. Yeah, it was not it was not long listed for best film though. Okay. And if people remember point. House of Gucci was also long listed I think in 11 categories at the BAFTAs <laughs> and translated okay. to one Oscar nomination. Good point. I appreciate you walking me through your thought process. Uh with that, I would have to concur. If I were to pick a number me. 11. You're dunk on me right now. No, no, no. I, w- I would agree. <laughs> All of the Strangers is, is probably oh, really? the, yeah, the safest bet for the 11th pick. Oh, I wow. Think. As sad as it is, I think May-December is is on a very downward trend, which is a bummer. We'll talk yeah. about more about who specifically feels like they're trending downward. Color Purple, you know... It, it seemed like the stars were aligning for it when it came out. It had like a really great opening weekend, but missing the comedy musical category at the Globes is is rough. Missing a PGA nomination is rough. Um, it does not feel like it's going to be witnessed at all in, in any in any capacity at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Air, yeah, I mean, sorry, Airheads it doesn't look like it's <laughs> happening, everybody, but it, it's. Uh, highly unlikely and then after you get past those three may december air all of the strangers uh, color purple i mean we're talking like the longest of long shots yeah i guess i want to bring it up again iron claw not showing up anywhere it's done it's dead is, is that what yeah. we're saying now that that's what i would have to say i mean if okay. zach efron got in at sag then i'd be like oh like there's some some life there but it just it's not anywhere yeah, that's a that's a big bummer. Society of the Snow, a movie that you and I were kind of, I want I don't want to say like hyping up, but we're excited to see kind of the reaction from the general public, which was positive. People are really liking the movie, mm-hmm. but it's making a, a a lot smaller of a splash than I thought it would be. Kind of in the in the the critic circles or in the film circles, I'm not really seeing it show up too much. Yeah. Is uh, is that pretty on target for you as well? Yeah. I mean, we compared it to potentially, uh, could this be the next uh, all quiet on the Western front? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the BAFTAs took a poop on Society of the Snow, really. Yep. Did yep. not seem like they cared for it that much. So okay. that theory is kind of out the window. 
that is uh, kind of where I'm at as well. So that is our 10. We feel good about our 10, and I feel good about our 11. I have a few questions to follow up and ask you. We yeah. talked about the bubble. We talked about the long shots. We talked about Oppie being the obvious winners. I wrote down, is it over for all of us strangers? You've convinced <laughs> me that it's potentially it's not. That's not. Yeah, yeah, it depends on what over means. Yeah, but it depends on what it means, yeah. It's there. Is it over for Charles Melton? Damn. <laughs> what a question. <laughs> Just staring at me. In the not a question I wanted to ask. Not a question that I wanted to write. Yeah. Because, you know, going into award season, I was definitely on the, the Melton train, ready to push it to the top of the hill to get that award if I needed to. But RDJ seems to be like, securing every supporting actor award Mm -hmm. is it over i mean melton it wasn't even long listed for a bafta yeah 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 the baftas did not take too kindly to may december uh we've learned and yeah i just i don't think may december is connecting with people as maybe one would think Mm -hmm. and as someone who gave that movie five stars i honestly get it. it i can see how it can put people off with maybe the tone and the subject matter. Um, it does not help that he is not a well-known name. Mm-hmm. He, he is best known for Riverdale. Yep. He's a newcomer. This is really his first time. It's it's tough. I I would not have Melton in, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Not in, and even as a nominee at this point? No. Wow. He missed SAG as well. SAG did not like May December. Is this a Kristen Stewart Spencer situation? I mean, Stewart, I think, did secure some of the bigger awards that Melton hasn't, mm-hmm. but was kind of like on that bubble for the longest time, and you know was able to secure that last spot for best act, best actress. Yeah, it's if, certainly possible. If Melton is in the five, do you have your five at the top of your head? Do you know who you would probably put I, in there? I do. I do. I would. So I'd have RRR, meaning Robert Downey Jr., Ryan Gosling, Robert De Niro. Okay. I was like, all right. <laughs> How is RRR going to come back and, and make supporting actor right uh, now? <laughs> I would have those three. Okay. Um, and then I I would go with the two Poor Things boys, Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe. Ooh. I would end up going with that. I think it was rather shocking that Willem Dafoe got in over Ruffalo. Ruffalo missed out on SAG. And I think we should say off the top, like the BAFTA nominations, which aren't out as when we're recording, but should be when people listen to this, that could influence us greatly. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, as you mentioned, Melton will not be nominated. So that Mm -hmm. doesn't affect me at all. Okay. All right. I am hesitant to agree with you, mostly because I just emotionally don't want to agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Go with your heart. My heart says Melton gets in for a nomination at the That's very great. least. Yeah. My brain okay. is saying it is the RRR. Okay. Robert Downey Jr., De Niro, Gosling. Mm-hmm. Ruffalo gets in. Yeah. And I think the last spot goes to Sterling K. Brown. Oh, whoa. whoa that's my, whoa, that's whoa. my hot take there. Okay. It broke my brain for a second until I remembered Sterling K. Brown. That's right. That's, I mean. That's a good call. He was call. on the critics list. I don't know if he was nominated for a Globe, if I'm being honest. But no, he if wasn't. American fiction continues to get like a little bit more momentum, yeah, that's a good I could call. see it happening. It's a good shot. Um, but in in my perfect world, Melton is is over Sterling K. Brown, and that's the five we get. Yeah, um, 
But, uh, you know, like you said, BAFTA nominations will be coming out soon. That will definitely influence my position on the five for supporting actor. I just I'm a little sad because it felt like Melton had that momentum and it was there. He was winning, you know, uh, the smaller award circuits and and it looked like it was going to happen. And now it doesn't look like that at all. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times there is a performance that gets a lot of critics wins, regardless of the, if they are leading or not. That just doesn't happen because of the movie. I think of Ethan Hawke in First Reformed. Mm, I think of point. Tony Collette in Hereditary, Lupita, Nyong'o, and Us. Yeah. And I know those are like, well, maybe not First Reformed, but the other two are horror movies. May December, you films, would think. Yeah. yeah, May December is a bit more in line. Okay. But uh, yeah, it just doesn't doesn't look good. Okay, we've talked about Paul Giamatti over Killian Murphy. That is a reality that is, is still existent. It could happen. Mm-hmm. We'll see how the, the BAFTA sags go and kind of maybe revisit that before Oscar night. We talked a little bit about Maestro and Cooper. I put leaving with zero question mark. <laughs> I mean, we, we said already, Maestro's strongest category is, is makeup. And right. hairstyle. Yep. It it seems highly unlikely he wins Best Director. It seems yeah. even more unlikely he wins Best Actor. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like Mulligan is even in the running for Best Actress at this point. So we're left with nothing at this time. Yeah. My question to you then, what does Bradley Cooper do after Maestro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gosh. Uh, he should just do the Hangover Four. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> Does he make a Philadelphia Eagles biopic? Oh gosh, I don't know. I mean, I think it was reported maybe last year that he was going to do a remake of Bullet with Steven Spielberg. That's right. That's right. I heard about that. That'd be cool. Um, that'd be cool. But yeah, I I don't know. And I'll be honest. I think Maestro is solid. I certainly don't hate it. Like a lot mm-hmm. of people, I don't love it. There is a part of me that does genuinely feel bad, though. Oh, <laughs> I, I do, do too. feel bad. And I'm He's not great. in the the maestro hating realm either. I think it's a movie that like I liked with some aspects. Other things I yeah. find just okay. Right. I'm not riding high on it either, though. But I I do feel bad for the guy in this. Not in the sense that like. I think for most movies, I never like feel bad. But I think Cooper gets this like really bad rap sometimes as somebody who maybe cares too much about like the awards. Yeah. I think he's just a you know an actor who cares about his craft and he yeah. may care about the awards. I don't. I think that's very common in the industry. I don't know why Cooper tends to get more flack than others. Um, so yeah, part of me does feel bad for him, but I hope he just does what makes him happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's I want. <laughs> I tweeted that like I don't care if an actor like really wants an Oscar, like tries hard. To win, yeah. Neither do I. I I genuinely don't care. I mean, my God, if I was in that position, I'm doing everything I can to win an Oscar. I mean, campaigns exist for a reason, right? Right. And I do think it's funny how in A Star Is Born, everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, Bradley Cooper robbed," and now everyone wants to put him in the dirt. Yeah, it's a weird like the narrative has shifted pretty dramatically. He was robbed pretty hard for A Star Is Born. Let's be honest; we can all admit that. But yeah, yeah, it's it's a weird uh, world we're living in now. But Yep. Uh, whatever Cooper he'll does okay. next, he'll be fine. Exactly. He'll yeah, be fine. <laughs> he'll be okay. Boy in the Heron beating Across the Spider-Verse. Is this a reality we live in for best animated feature at the Oscars? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a 
it's a reality. I am not ready to jump off the across the spider verse train. Okay. Um, but it is very compelling. Boy in the Heron. There is a lot of love for Miyazaki. Mm-hmm. So I just my brain keeps going back to when Toy Story four won, and it seemed like that race was up in the air. It's like, are they really gonna do like a sequel again? Mm-hmm. And then they did. They did. They did. So I I don't know if Spider Verse has that hold on the Academy that certainly Toy Story as a franchise does. Um, but I'm not ready to jump off yet. Okay. If Boy in the Heron takes home the best feature at the Annie Awards over across the Spider Verse, Nimona, Susan May, and Mutant Mayhem. How are we feeling at that point? Are we are we leaning more Boy in the Heron? I mean, for those who don't know, the Annie Awards are like the awards dedicated solely to animated films. So it, it holds a little bit more weight than maybe the smaller award ceremonies. Right. I don't know how much weight it holds, but how are you feeling at that point? Uh, I mean, depending on how other things shape up, I think I would still rock with Spider-Verse because... The animated branch or the animation branch of the Academy used to be the only ones that could vote for like the nominees and the winner or whatever. That's why you would get a lot of interesting nominations before. And now it's just open to pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a reason why Toy Story 4 won. And I'm just going to assume that more people have seen Across the Spider-Verse and like it than a Boy and the Heron movie. Got it. What can I say to convince you that Boy in the Heron is the front runner over across the Spider Verse? <laughs> is it what I'm getting at right now? Uh, um, if you tell me Boy in the Heron will get a best score nomination as well, oh, I well, need to see more support for Boy in the Heron in more categories. Yeah, okay. in other categories. Well, I don't know if that's. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, the Boy in the Heron was nominated for best score at the Golden Globes the first yeah, that's time. Right ever mm-hmm. joe hisaishi was uh, nominated for a western award which is wild yeah but maybe the momentum's there i guess we'll have to i guess because dan Pember- pemberton was also nominated for spider-verse so right the argument exists there all right we'll see we'll see we'll see how that unfolds and maybe we'll revisit that uh, closer to oscar night um i alluded to this earlier anatomy of fall winning all these awards for best international feature won't be nominated for best international feature at the Oscars. And I, I, I don't know how much of the general public is aware of that. It happened last year too with RRR when mm-hmm. RR was, you know, winning and nominated all these, you know, uh, other award shows. And then the Oscars came around, they're like, whoa, why isn't RRR even nominated? And it was one of those things where like people were realizing, oh, it wasn't even selected. Mm-hmm. You said Zone of Interest is, is probably going to take the best international feature w- win that night. Um, yeah. Any other competitors that you think is like close with them? Um, I guess I would just kind of default back to Society of the Snow. Okay. I still think that'd be running comfortably in second because I think it can get support in uh, other categories. Okay. But okay. Um, yeah, as I said, there's been no film. If you are selected for international feature by your country and you are nominated also in Best Picture, you have never lost. So until I see that happen, I'm just going to predict the zone of interest to win. Oh, interesting. I guess I've never really thought about that stat ever. 
how long how far back does that go though i would imagine not that far back not that far because you know as you can imagine international films getting nominated for picture is tough alone tough yeah but like parasite for example Mm -hmm. that obviously won all quiet on the western front oh yeah 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 that one triangle sadness wasn't even nominated right yeah i think triangle sadness didn't meet the language requirement got it got selected i believe all right so if you're nominated for best international feature or no sorry if you're nominated for best picture and best international feature you likely won't lose that best international feature race okay good point good point well lock in zone of interest in that uh for that category um Any other thing you want to go over? Is there anything else that's happening in the last three weeks that you feel like we need to talk about this? This, this is what's happening. We should talk about it. Um, have we have we nailed it off? I feel like we did, but I'm looking through this just in case. Best song? What's winning? Oh, yeah. Best song. Uh, gosh. I, I guess I would still stick with Billie Eilish. I think so, too. For Barbie? I mean, she's won an Oscar already once. I think that there's right. not going to. She seems too much of a shoe, and I know I'm just Ken. Just won at the Critic Choice Award, which uh, garnered some very interesting reactions, not only from Ryan Gosling but from everybody <laughs> there and yeah. on the internet. I still can't imagine Billie Eilish losing that award. Yeah, I still think that's the safer bet. Okay. For okay. sure, even though I am team, I'm just Ken interesting well we need I to have people, fun with this award that's people my love ryan gosling and they're yeah. gonna love seeing it performed on stage yep i don't know if he will but yeah i know right we I don't will. Know if he will as well this is <laughs> we true will. i'm looking through everything else uh cinematography feels like it's going to oppenheimer yeah i, I guess so. right now we should just segue to what we need to do here Last time we gave our official predictions. Well, we gave two predictions. We gave the movies we'd like to win versus the movies we think are going to win. Here's what your predictions were as of last December. You said best picture, Oppenheimer. Best director, Nolan. Best actor, Cooper. How are you feeling about that one? (laughs) (laughs) Dang, you really had to pause on that one? (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, Yeah, it's tough. Tough. Uh, Best actress, Gladstone. Best supporting actor, Gosling. Best supporting actress, Randolph, adapted Flower Moon, original Barbie, animated Spider-Verse. That was like the above the line predictions we had. Mine were as follows. Oppie for Best Picture, Nolan Director, Killian for Best Actor, Gladstone for Actress, Gosling for Supporting Actor, Randolph for Supporting Actress, Flower Moon for Adapted, Holdovers for Original, and Spider-Verse for Animated. Let's do an update. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, let's uh, let's hear your your updated predictions for the Academy Awards of 2024. Let's start off with just best picture. Okay, so I'm sticking with Oppenheimer for sure. Okay, that's staying. Director Nolan got that on lock. Okay. Actor, so sorry, Bradley Cooper. I thought <laughs> I really thought they would go for it. I thought they'd go for it, but uh, you're you're cool in third place. Um, you know, as of now, I will go with Giamatti. Okay, I like that. Actress. Actress, I'm going to stay with Gladstone. Okay. Supporting actor, dang, 
I mean, SAG can do something. I just want to remind people, Jamie Lee Curtis was not on anybody's radar. Good point. I just just, just want to throw that out. Just want to throw that out, you know? But... I, I yeah, I'll switch to Robert Downey Jr. When is uh one of the SAG Awards, do you know? Uh I'm not sure. Let me see. I can uh the twenty fourth. Twenty fourth of February. 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 Ooh, maybe that's when we do our, our last episode. Is yeah, because SAG SAGs. will be huge. That'll be a big night. That would be huge. Okay. okay. Um you are now so you did uh, supporting actor actress. Uh, supporting actress, uh, Randolph. Yep. Adapted? Barbie. Interesting. We move. We move different now. I guess so. American fiction hasn't swayed you even the slightest? No. Okay. No. I think Barbie's coming to take that take that slot. The okay. kind of comedy part. You get a reward, Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach. Okay. Fair, 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 Going fair. Going Barbie. Oh, an original screenplay. Okay, this one is tough. Original screenplay is tough because I forget the stat. And I I know I'm bringing up a lot of stats. That doesn't mean much nowadays. But uh, it, it has some effect and some, sometimes. some meaning. Yeah. There has been a trend with writer-directors winning. Mm-hmm. And The Holdovers is not that. Whereas Anatomy of a Fall is, Past Lives is. Oh. And just thinking in my head... If I have the holdovers winning best actor, best supporting actress, and best original screenplay, that is like a hell of a package. So I almost think that's like too much. Mm. Um. Yeah, but I'll do it anyways. Oh, <laughs> I'll do it anyways. I'll go holdovers. I mean, imagine Oscar night and holdovers takes home original screenplay, supporting actress. And best actor, that would be a huge night for them. Yeah, exactly. That is a really, really big package. I mean, that's three above the line categories it would win. Mm. And that's that's a little tough, you know. Then you start thinking about preferential ballot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Holdovers would play well with adults, but you know. Okay, good points. And last one, animated. Where are you going? I'm gonna stick with Spider Verse. Okay. All right. Uh, if I'm doing my updated, I'm going best picture, Oppie, best director, Nolan, best actor. Oh, man. That's I'm, tough. I'm, I'm sticking Killian. Yeah. I'm going to stick Killian. Okay. I'm going to stay there. Gladstone for actress. I'm staying there. Best supporting actor. I am sadly swapping to RDJ. But again, I need to really emphasize when, when SAG ends in February, when those awards are over. Who knows? Who knows what will happen? Right. Best Supporting Actress, Randolph. This is like the most locked probably category out of every category. There's like no chance in hell that she doesn't win. Yeah. For the acting races especially. This is yeah. this feels done. Adapted. I am going to go American Fiction for now. Wow. I will be that guy. This guy. I will. And when American Fiction wins something else... We'll come back to this. And if it doesn't win, we'll oh. come back to this regardless. But I'm just going to point out. <laughs> okay. I am currently Team American Fiction. All right. Uh, original. You know, I like your point about the holdovers maybe winning too much. 
Yeah. But on my list, Killian's winning Best Actor. So maybe right. Holdover's so... winning Original is makes more sense. Yeah, that would. Or do I champion Past Lives for Original? There we go. <laughs> it's a possibility. But Anatomy of Fall? Is that, that original that, or that can also, That's original. original, right? Yeah, that could also win. You know, I, I, I'm really between Holdover's Anatomy of Fall. I think Anatomy of Fall's momentum currently as of January 16th feels too strong for me to ignore, and I'm going to go with Anatomy of Fall. Nice. I like that. Animated, I'm, I'm switching up. I'm going boy in the hair, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. Getting a little little gutsy here, but again. Yeah. Got to speak your truth. We'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. Um, here's our predictions. They're, they have been read. I'll read them one more time for people. I chose Oppie, Nolan, Killian, Gladstone, RDJ, Randolph, American Fiction for Adapted, Anatomy of Fall for Original, and Boy in the Hand for Animated. Jonathan chose Spider-Verse for Animated, Holdovers for Original Screenplay, Barbie for Adapted, Actress Randolph, Actor, RDJ for Supporting, Gladstone for Best Actress, Giamatti for Best Actor, Nolan and Oppenheimer for Director and Best Picture. I think at this point, we have a, a good sense of like, okay, who may win or who are the top two people you're going to be nominated for certain categories. I, I yeah. think at the more interesting conversations are who is making it in certain yes. categories. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. The four or five spots. We have the 10 for Best Picture Lockdown. Mm-hmm. Who are the five directors being nominated? Nolan is the winner, but who are the other five? Yeah. Okay. This is very tough because the DGA, the Directors Guild of America, they released their nominations and typically they go four for five because there's usually an international pick that they don't do. And then that mm-hmm. happens at the Oscars. So... For the listeners, just real quick, the DGA noms were Nolan, Scorsese, Lanthimos, Gerwig, Payne for the holdovers. Oh, okay, okay. It is, I don't feel good about that because I think there is always an international slot, really. That's been happening several years, and especially this year, I think that'll happen. I agree. So, Nolan is winning. Yeah, it's me. It's Miyazaki. Miyazaki is going to win over Christopher Nolan. Uh, and then Chad Stahelski also will be nominated. For <laughs> wow. What an award show. That's yeah, incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. Uh, so Nolan is locked in. Mm-hmm. Scorsese is happening. Okay. That's getting in. I agree. I do think Yorgos Lanthimos will get in for poor things. I agree. I think Jonathan Glazer for the Zone of Interest is going to happen. Okay. And then it's interesting because Greta Gerwig hasn't missed a beat yet. Mm -hmm. She has been everywhere. Barbie is huge. Mm -hmm. But based off of what the director's snobby branch likes to do, you could easily see them skipping over Barbie. Wow. They didn't do Inception. They didn't do Dune. They just, for whatever reason, some of these bigger movies just doesn't happen. Alexander wow. Payne, if his movie is in Best Picture, he gets nominated for a director. That is just what happens. And then Justine Trier for Anatomy of a Fall is right there. Okay. But I so would you're actually... Five, Payne, Glazer, Lanthimos, Scorsese, Nolan. Uh, I... Nah, I wouldn't do Payne. Okay. I'm going to keep Gerwig. Okay. I'm just... I'm, I'm riding high off of... Barbie, 
there's never been a movie like this that's like been performing like this. Like Barbie is like Bar. We're talking about Barbie being nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. That in alone is crazy. So yeah, I'm just wild. gonna assume that. And if this is a lineup of all men, my God, the backlash will be huge. Huge, especially Insane. this year. Especially this year. Yeah, it would be. This it'd be huge. I know they won't yeah. care, but still, I don't think they're gonna do it. I don't think they'll. That's why I don't think they'll ever omit Gerwig. Now I think Gerwig should be nominated. But I think that the fear of the backlash of skipping over Gerwig is far too high for them to ignore. That'd be crazy. It would be wild. It, it, be it, Twitter would be crazy for that day, next yeah. couple of days. Yeah. I am four out of five with you. Okay. I have Nolan, Scorsese, Lanthimos, and Gerwig uh-huh. as the four best directors locked in. Okay. I don't have Glazer in. I do have Justine Trier in over Glazer. Okay. I feel like, I like she's that. going to be the, um, oh, I forget his name, the the Ruben Oslin of yeah. this year. Where yeah. Oslin snuck in for best director for Triangle of Sadness. I think that's Justin Trier this year. Justine Trier. Yeah, that's a good pick. I mean, I think there's a world where both Glazer and Trier get in. But that's the world you're assuming Gerwig doesn't get in, and I don't that, want to yeah, live exactly. in that world. That's that's if Gerwig <laughs> misses, but yeah, I could see the that happening. I don't hope. I hope he doesn't. But Nolan Scorsese, Lanthimos, Trier, and Gerwig is the five I have. Okay. Okay. Uh, best actor. Let's let's talk our nominees here. We both have Killing Giamatti, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Who are we going with? Cooper, no matter what. Yeah, Coop, Cooper's there. happening. Cooper's happening. Cooper's happening. Now we have two slots left. Who are we going? I have Jeffrey Wright Okay, for American Fiction. Okay, now this slot, <laughs> this is the tough one. It takes a deep breath. <laughs> this is a tough one. Okay. Uh, and as I mentioned, BAFTAs are not out, so that'll influence me. But... I mean, I know you want to pick Barry Keoghan, but, you know, it's not going to happen, man. <laughs> yeah, I really want to do Matt Damon for air. <laughs> uh, I think I would stick with Leo. Okay. I would stick with Leo for Toys of Fireman. I know he missed SAG, but I don't, like, I, I can't get there with the others. So I got to stick with Leo. Okay, so you have Leo. I am in, in agreement, again, for the five. Uh-huh. Killian, Giamatti, Cooper, Wright. Leo, I am hesitant about. No, same. I mean, for sure. It's it's clearly he's the best actor. There's no denying that. Or I mean he's he the role fits the the category. I just think mm-hmm. when people think of Flower Moon, they're no one's thinking of Leo. That's my problem yeah. with that movie. I mean you're, I, you're I, right. I love the movie. I'm just saying that when I think of that movie, I'm always thinking about Gladstone. Yeah. Always. Agreed. Agreed. With, with BAFTA long listed, doing Andrew Scott, I might do Andrew Scott. That's a good. That's a good pick. That I might do Andrew Scott. I think I like if um, all of the strangers are showing up anywhere, anywhere, it's going to be with Andrew Scott. Yep, yep. That's currently how I feel about Best Actor. But again, it, it's a two horse race right now between Killian and Giamatti. Mm-hmm. Best Actress. We both have Gladstone, obviously Emma Stone. Yep. Mulligan. Yes. At the three? No. 
I think Sandra Huller. Oh, Anatomy of a Fall is stronger. Mulligan at the four. Four? Yeah, yeah, she's at the four. Who's your fifth pick? I have Margot Robbie. Hmm. Who else do we even... Greta Lee? Yeah, Greta Lee would be in my six. Okay. What are you thinking? Um, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm definitely thinking. Uh, I'm thinking, sadly, it's Robbie. Not that I don't like Robbie. I just really want Greta Lee to be in the five. Yeah. If Greta Lee gets in, do you really think it's at the the sake of Robbie's spot and not Holer's spot? Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. I think Hooler I think Hooler is strong. Okay. I think she's strong. Well, we'll put Lee at our six. Yeah. I like how we're not saying Annette Benning. <laughs> who got a, a sag nomination? <laughs> sorry, Annette Benning and Nyad. It's yeah, uh, not happening on our list, but who knows? Now, have you heard the um the conversations about origin? Yes. Yeah, we should talk about that. To sneak in Ingenue Ellis Taylor. What is your thoughts on that? Yeah, that is interesting. So just quick backstory. Francis Fisher was really the one who led the campaign for Andrea, Andrea Riseborough, who mm-hmm. got all these celebrities to vote for it and actually manifested into a nomination. Yep. And it seems like she's kind of doing the same thing with Origin, the Ava DuVernay movie. Mm-hmm. I don't have it happening again. Is because that would be insane to me. If this does happen, then Francis Fisher is the Michael Jordan of campaigning. She's the GOAT. It's over. <laughs> There's no, no, like no one else compares. But the reason I don't have it in is A, I think it's happening a little too late. Mm-hmm. In fact, Oscar voting closes to, tonight, at tonight, least as a yeah. point of recording. And B, with Andrea Riseborough, it was always best actress. Always. That's the only push for it. Uh-huh. Whereas Origin, I've seen. Like, wh- where is this, like, manifesting? I think actress is where it's leaning, but I've also seen people be like, oh, like, origin for best picture. Like, that's what she's pushing. Mm-hmm. Oh, best actress is what it's pushing. And I just, I think there's not enough, like, not everyone is on the same path there. Got it. Okay, okay. okay. If it happens, though, like I said, goat. Wild shit. If Anjana, I mean, and, and not to say that Anjana Ellis Taylor isn't talented. She's a very talented actress. Yeah. Um, I actually haven't seen Origin yet. I just haven't gotten around to watching it, if I'm being honest. Mm. Um, but I've seen the the rumblings on the internet about like potentially her sliding into the best actors conversation. I think the five we have here are just far too strong that that's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. Best supporting actor, we have RDJ obviously taking it. We we discussed this a little bit earlier. So we have RDJ, Robert De Niro, Ryan Gosling. Yep. Those are the three that we are fairly certain on. You felt that Ruffalo is in yep. and Defoe is in. Right. And you have Sterling K. Brown. <laughs> Don't say that with so much contempt. Like, you, <laughs> no, like, like I'm a psycho whoa, whoa. for thinking that. No, no, no. That makes that makes sense. That makes it's actually sense. Jacob O'Lordy for Saltburn, everybody. That's <laughs> yeah, who I have right. my, my, my fifth spot. It's Matt Damon um, again for Oppenheimer. <laughs> Matt Damon. Double nominated. A second time. I know. Um, I just don't know if Defoe is making that big of a splash for him to get in in the fifth spot. I I just Ruffalo is has all the momentum. Mm-hmm. Is Defoe really that that have that strong of a chance? Like I, I mean, I'm trying to like rack my brain with other potential options. I mean, I was 
gonna give up on him and then he got sag over mm-hmm. ruffalo over melton and he is a vet they He's love vet. defoe he gets nominated a lot so i mean yeah he does show up at the most random movies like no one really expects him to be there and he's always there yeah uh all right i'll, I'll put melton at my six and brown at my seven i'll oh, I'll, wow, I'll feel okay tough. about defoe right now dang Things will change in the next couple of weeks, though, I'm sure. But yeah. We'll do Melton and Brown at the six and seven. Okay. Actress Randolph is the, the clear lock winner here. Who do we have at two, three, four, and five? Uh, Blunt is number two, would you say? Yeah, I would say okay. so. Which is crazy, by the yeah. way. That's crazy. Is it? You think it's crazy? Well, like, I agree. But okay. I'm just saying, as much as I love Oppenheimer, in fact, I just rewatched it fire like emily blunt that role i mean eh, like second place oh okay it's crazy that she is ranked that high when you think the role is maybe not yeah good enough to that's what i that mean high. that's what i mean yeah. ah that's what okay i thought you were going the opposite direction because i feel exactly the way you feel love oppenheimer but i do think blunt in that movie is not like it was crazy that at some point during the other uh, awards conversations we were thinking she's the front runner Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she's even like, I think she's barely four or five for being honest. Yeah. But anyways, we'll have her at number two for now, mm-hmm. but we have her at three, four and five. This Where's is Jody Foster for Nyad. This is the toughest category to predict Ooh. for me. This is the toughest one. I, I have to stand on business. <laughs> I, have to, <laughs> I have to stand on my morals. Okay. And. There's usually a person that gets nominated almost everywhere or everywhere who misses. That just happens for whatever reason. I cannot do Nyad. <laughs> I I cannot do Nyad. I will go down with that ship. I don't care if I'm wrong. I cannot do Nyad. Okay. So I have Foster missing. Ooh, interesting. I assume you have her in. It's a smart choice to have her in. I have her in. She's my fifth my fifth slot right now. God, that fucking <laughs> <laughs> is crazy. Okay. So who do you have then? If you don't if Foster's not there, who's your three, four, and five? I have Danielle Brooks for the color purple. I agree. Um so I have Randolph, I have Emily Blunt, I have Danielle Brooks. Oh gosh, I I don't even See, this is this is genuinely where the BAFTAs are going to influence me. Um, but considering we don't have those now, I am going to go with. <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> yeah, I might, I might feel a little bit. There's there's a lot of interesting choices here. There are. Um, just say Rosamund Pike. I know you want to say it. Bruh, she's in the ten. You can that that's your win right there, Rosamund Pike. Ah, oh, gosh. I don't feel good about any of these people. <laughs> I don't feel good about any of them. But I'm gonna go with I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with America Ferrera for Barbie. I have America as well. Okay. I don't feel great about that. But my last one, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little crazy here. I'm gonna say Julianne Moore for May December. See, I have her listed at five for now, actually, also. Okay. I mean, who else are we thinking here at this point, though? Okay, so Foster, obviously, yeah. is, there, is there. 
Penelope Cruz got a SAG nomination for Ferrari. This is true. She did. She has gotten in for less, for more obscure movies. And yeah. Ferrari, she's gotten in where she didn't get anything else she's gotten in before. Mm-hmm. And she's a previous winner. They love her. They do that love her, happen. yeah. Oh, good point. And then, I know this hasn't really showed up much, but you have to have her in the 10. Sandra Huller oh, for is a possible double nom. Mm. And, then, and then you get to the long shots like Pike and Rachel McAdams. But oh, McAdams, that's right. McAdams seems kind of out. Yeah, she had some momentum in the beginning. Now I feel less inclined to think that's happening. Um, the Penelope Cruz point really shook, shook me to my core a bit because you make some really <laughs> excellent points about her past nominations showing up when no one else thought she would show up. And yep. she's won before. The Academy loves her. She's yep. great in Ferrari. Yeah, she's great. She's really, she's really good in it. I think I I I I can't. Ooh, this is tough. I don't think America Ferrera gets in. Okay. But I also think that happens. People throw a fit, so maybe it does happen. Julianne Moore tough. obviously made December not getting any BAFTA love is big. Mm-hmm. And and I think I currently would put. I think I just. I think Foster is like. She's it's Jodie Foster, man. She's Glenn Close. <laughs> it's a, it's she's, a smart. She's it's a smart pick. It's a smart pick. I just, I can't. I can't. Foster. I want to go here. I'm going to do this for now. I, I, I'm going to go there. You, you said, who's your fifth pick? I I guess I would have Julianne Moore. I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, there we go. Just to recap for people, it was a little of a mess. <laughs> Randolph is the winner. At least the, at least we know who the winner yeah, is. Yeah, right, right. Good win. Randolph That's gonna be a is good the winner. Win. Uh, Emily Blunt, Danielle Brooks, America Ferreira. I have Foster. Jonathan has Julianne Moore. But we're keeping an eye on Penelope Cruz, uh, Sandra Holler, Rachel McAdams, maybe Rosamund Pike. Who knows? <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous, but if it happens, if if any salt burn thing happens, it's going to be Rosamund Pike. That's my that's mm, my theory. Interesting. I think it could pop in another category. What screenplay? Screenplay or cinematography, I think it could pop in. Cinematography, I could see it happening, but screenplay, I guess she has won in the past for that award. So, yeah. Uh, although we're adapted now, we yeah. have both different opinions on who will win adapted. You have Barbie, I have American fiction. Mm-hmm. Who are the other, who do you think is being nominated in that category? I think this category is tight. I think okay. so. Barbie, American fiction. And then you have Oppenheimer, Killers, and Poor Things. And that's oh, the wow. five. That's easy. I think that's that's a tough lineup to crack. Um, just looking at it, I mean, don't know who I'd even add in that. Who is even vying for a spot after that point? Yeah, then it's like all of us strangers, the mm-hmm. zone of interest. But, I mean, that five seems pretty You're good. right. It is pretty tough to crack. Okay. Uh, original screenplay... Both Anatomy of Fall and Holdovers seem like easy locks. Yeah. Past Lives? Yes. Okay. And now it's hard. And now, yeah, now now where do we go from here? <sighs> okay. I think there are 
four movies contending for the last two. Okay. I think it's May, December, Air, Saltburn, and Maestro. May, December, Air, Maestro, and Saltburn. Holy yeah. cow. And then you have to take your pick because now there's an extra slot. Because Barbie used to be here. Barbie moved over. So now, theoretically, there are two open slots. Okay. And I don't feel good about any of them. I think May, December gets in. I would agree. Which leaves one, two, three, four, one more spot. Yep. Probably Maestro, right? Uh, you think Saltburn has negative a chance or you think Air has negative a chance? <laughs> this sounds like a bit, but I, I think I might lean Air. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's I, it. I, I really think I would lean You're Air. You're here for us, everybody. <laughs> air. Number one supporter, Jonathan, chooses it for uh, replay. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Maestro. Like, don't people agree that Maestro's screenplay is, like, the worst aspect? <laughs> Have you seen that tweet of, like, oh, someone? I already, know. <laughs> I already know what tweet you're talking about. <laughs> it's like, this is how people in Maestro <laughs> talk. And it's like, it's like, 789. <laughs> 789. No, honey, that's so silly. What's so silly, honey? Well, 78. Well, 789. It's just like. <laughs> It's kind kind of true, dude. It's so true. It's, it's kind of so true. <laughs> uh, um. Anyways, um, but that that is a smart pick because it is. We still have it as a best picture nominee. Yeah, and but maybe if Air gets any representation at this award show, it's going to be here. Right. This is really the only spot it could be, mm-hmm. and then it really depends on how you feel about May December, because yeah. I'm fine with like a lone screenplay nomination. But I can't really do two. So that's why I think I would lean May, December, and Julianne Moore. Okay. Oh, I see. I and see. And then have Air as a lone screenplay. Interesting. But I, you can even talk me into Saltburn, honestly. Like, All right. I, I realize that the only competitor for adapted screenplay at this point is probably Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. Um, if, I, if I were to choose the strongest, I think the movie has a lot of momentum for its adapt. I mean, it's a beloved book. Yeah. And I think people love the movie. So if there's any any momentum it might carry, maybe it's that category. But again, just to reiterate what you said, it feels impossible for any movie to crack those five. Yeah. Okay. Last one, an uh, animated feature. Uh, Boy and the Heron and Spider-Verse, obviously. Yep. But things have changed over the last couple of days. Yeah. In the last couple of weeks about who else might get nominated. At number three... Are we feeling Nimona? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can go with Nimona at three. Okay. At the four spot. Um, I think. Who I don't want to get too confident, but I feel good about my five. What's what's your five? So after Nimona, whatever order you want, I have Elemental mm-hmm. and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hmm. Now, if someone wants to go a little crazy, you could do a Suzume. I don't think Suzume is even crazy or, anymore, though. Yeah, right, right. I just, once again, how this branch is voted on now, don't know how many people are going to seek out Suzume. Like, it makes sense to me that the Annies went for Suzume. Yeah. I don't know if the branch as a whole, where it's mostly parents watching and voting, like what their kids are watching the most. Good point. Good point. 
I'm looking through the list of movies. I don't think Wish is getting in, thank- thankfully. Not going in. Yeah, nah, goodbye. Yeah, see you later. Uh, Elemental, I feel like, even though it won't win, Pixar will still get in with Elemental. Yeah, right. Yep. Nothing else is screaming at the door. Super Mario Brothers? No, not happening. God, that'd be so bad. It would be really bad. Be so it would be bad. a little embarrassing if that happened. I don't think I think that movie Robot Dreams that Neon put out is way too late. Yeah, yeah. But uh, sad because I think it could have competed if um, it were released in the right window with the right kind of marketing. But that's neither here nor there. Yep. I like this five. Okay. Lauren Heron, Spider Verse, Nimona, Elemental, Mutant Mayhem. I like that a lot. Now, yeah. if anything misses, I think it's Mutant Mayhem. And I think Susan May gets in. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, but I I see that I could see that happening. From what I, I remember, I think Mutant Mayhem missed the Globe nominations. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so Globe nominations were Elemental, Boy in the Heron, Spider Verse, Mario, Suzume, and Wish, which is just a horrid oh my lineup. God, so bad, Jeez. really bad. But Ugh. if we're like, well, the popular thinking amongst you know the voters who are parents, yeah. Mutant Mayhem gets in. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I I still think Chicken Run has a shot. <laughs> <laughs> if Chicken Run gets in, I I don't know what I'll do. I'll eat my hat. I'll um They love Ardman. They do love Ardman. They love I will I, I'll buy you well, Netflix doesn't release their physical media on or their movies on physical media. I was say, I'll buy you Donald Nugget in 4K, send it to you as a gift. Dude, that'd be fire. But all right, Netflix, Netflix. release it. And then I know you heard it. (laughs) Okay, let's. uh, Well, we don't need to recap. We went over every big above the line category. No need to get into the technical stuff at this point. That'd be way too much to kind of go over, considering there's still we still got like two months left until the Oscars. A little bit less than two months at this point. Yeah. So uh, we have done a great job kind of going (laughs) over everything. Yeah, I think we could possibly go over. I love our power rankings, and I will boast it to the world that if this is the 10 selected, you and I selected this back in December before BGAs, before everybody else. So I will I will boast about that. Yeah. Um, if they choose air in this 10, I'll also <laughs> boast about that for you. So uh, I might be off the Internet if, <laughs> if air happens. Uh, amazing. All right. Um, we didn't talk about the Iron Claw at all this episode. And I want people to know it's not because I didn't love it. Uh, how did you feel about it? Did you like it? Yeah, yeah, I think it's really good. So it's not because we didn't like it. It's just it seems very unlikely at this point. But yeah, once again, the goal is to revisit this list post SAG Awards, and then we'll do one more final going into the Oscars prediction. The day this episode releases is Monday the twenty second. That is the Monday before nominations are announced, which is the twenty third of January. Um, so hopefully we'll see how many we get right and how many we get wrong, and we'll kind of discuss that next time as well. Um, but that's about it. Jonathan, before we end this episode, can you just remind people once again where they can find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me at the Film Drunk on YouTube, Twitter, Letterboxd, and Instagram. And I will also link all of your information in the description of the episode. Um, next time you hear my voice, 
it's for something. I could not tell you what it is for. There's, I'll be at Sundance when this comes out, so hopefully it comes out pretty smoothly. Um, <laughs> then other than that, uh, Jonathan, I will uh, see you next time. Thanks again for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me, as always. Okay. A pleasure. Of course, of course. And uh, everybody listening, thank you for listening and reviewing and rating, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Take care.